Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I, I need some dirt, 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 dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour. On my talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? It's being called the biggest disaster in the history of music business. The New York Times report shows that a 2008 fire at Universal Studios in Hollywood destroyed the master recordings of some of the biggest names in music. That's right. Uh, so these oh. are the original recordings, the master recordings of acts like Aretha Franklin, Guns N' Roses, Soundgarden, Janet Jackson, Nirvana, Aerosmith. All of but almost all of Buddy Holly's and John Coltrane's masters. Oh. It also consumed master recordings of Elton John, Ray Charles, and Judy Garland. Oh. Um, uh, the oh. destruction means that it will be release. It will release high quality reissues of songs in the future. <clears throat> oh. Or or they won't be able to. They won't rather. be that's, able to. That's yeah. written oh, that incorrectly there. But yeah, isn't that? Oh, that's <laughs> awful. They thought it just uh, destroyed an attraction there, but it actually is coming out now. Oh. But that's, mm. oh. Okay. Well, they need to protect. I mean, that's why, like, the Tonight Show, uh, the Johnny Carson vault is in salt, like yes. six feet, six feet into the ground in uh, Nebraska, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Kansas, oh. Kansas. Yeah. All right. Uh, Keanu Reeves is being praised for being the perfect gentleman. Um, he's been out promoting three separate movies and taking pictures with a lot of adoring female fans. Um, the actor hasn't been photographed touching them as he poses in the picture. So now everybody's digging up pictures of Keanu Reeves where his hands are just hovering in the background. He puts his <laughs> arms out with his fingers out. I think he's doing this because he doesn't want anyone to accuse him yeah. of... Um, touching anyone inappropriately. He's smart. And women are cuddling up next to him with their, you know, smashing their chest up against his chest and he still has his hands out like (laughs) Jesus. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, Amazon's domination is nearly complete. Uh, oh. They have become the world's most valuable brand, according to the brand Z top 100 most valuable global brand list. The company is valued at 315.5 billion. Oh my goodness! Oh my word! Apple has 309.5 billion. Google is valued at 309 billion. They they grew almost 108 billion last year. Oh, that's I mean, nuts! It's just staggering. I don't even know how to the concept. You know, just rolling around in your brain there, the billions of dollars to grow 108 billion in a year is insane. Oh. So that's because we're all ordering things and having them delivered, yeah, right? They make it easy. They Absolutely. really do. You just click click and all of a sudden it's there. Yep. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour. And at 820, 1220, and 520 on my talk1071. Welcome to the six o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk1071, everything entertainment, everything soda pop. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. And Flossie Dickey. Flossie, how you doing? I am tired. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here. Oh. oh. 
Press Your Luck uh, returned last night on ABC, hosted by Elizabeth Banks. And uh, I got home last night from Girls Night. I'm like, you know, I, I got I to gotta try this out because I grew up uh, loving Press Your Luck. Mm-hmm. I was watching some old episodes on Buzzer over the weekend, uh, ironically. And I remembered when I was a kid um, playing, I would record it. And I remember, yeah, I I recorded it and I remembered wanting to host that show. I would act like I was coming. I would uh, come around the come around the corner in my living room um, when they would introduce Peter Tamarkin and who was the host back then. And I I, I loved it. Uh, Then it went through a scandal. If, if, if you're of a certain age, you'll remember. What, what uh, happened? I I never watched this show. Oh, uh, somebody memorized the, the pattern. pattern of the uh, oh, of the blinking the boards. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so they they uh, they got rid of it. CBS shut it down, and now it's back. I let me let me just uh, break it down. I really liked it. Elizabeth Banks is a great host. I, I I have a feeling she loved this show as a as a kid. She I think she's around my age. I have a feeling she has an affinity because she's also the executive producer. Yes, Eliz- <laughs> yeah. She produ- she's an executive producer of a lot of stuff. She's she is a great great producer. But anyway, the the format shockingly is basically the same. I was really surprised in a in a good way. They spin the only, a wheel, right? I oh, no. I, 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 you I'm, answer you answer questions to get spins. Okay. And then you take those spins, and then you face the big board where you're and you don't want whammies, and you can win prizes, you can win money. Yeah, you can win money, trips, cars, and then you. It used to be that the game would just end with whoever had the most money. Yeah. But now the thing they added with this is a bonus round mm. where you face the big board all by yourself and you're forced to take a certain amount of spins. Ah, like the final puzzle. Yes. Mm. Um, like you have to take four spins right away and then the big prize of flipping around is 15000 Then you can either go home or go further. Then the next round is three spins you have to take. And you can win twenty five thousand. Then it goes up to seventy five, and then a hundred thousand. Um, so you can possibly win like a million dollars, but you have to avoid the whammy. If you get four whammies, you're out of the game. Okay. Uh, um, I can you watch like it said, again? Do you feel? Yes. Oh, yes. And I'm recording because tonight, Card Sharks debuts. Yes. Now, non paid research is coming too. Yeah. Non-paid researcher Phil Jones brings up a good point. Now, this was an hour, and he said, ooh, I kind of I wish it was just a half hour. I don't disagree with him. I don't know if, because this was just a preview, I don't know if it always is going to be an hour. But then again, you know, Phil, and I, I know I'm kind of being a little hypocritical because I don't like three-hour bachelors and three-hour results show, but here's my feeling, though, Phil. It's the summer. There's nothing on. You know what right. I mean? A network TV is a barren wasteland of tumbleweeds and reruns. Yes. So if ABC, you know, ABC is just trying to fill their schedule. <laughs> so I don't know. I actually, now I'm talking myself out of it. I actually don't care if it's an hour. I, I would rather have an hour of press your luck 
than some throwaway show that they didn't have enough faith in in the fall, so they're just going to throw it into the summer. You know what I mean? Some crappy procedural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, I, I yeah, I'm t- I just, I did a 180 there. I literally just talked myself back into <laughs> back wanting. into the one hour. <laughs> yeah, now I, I fine. I don't mind mm-hmm. a one hour. So I think you'll like it, Lex. It's fun. It's it's fast paced. Um, well, like I love I said, Elizabeth Banks. I think she's so funny and dynamic. And if she, if you see a lot of her personality, you do. Oh, perfect. Toward toward the end. I mean, at the first, it was very rat a tat tat. You know, you got a lot. You got to introduce the guests. It's kind of like a traffic cop when you're hosting these shows. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? You got okay. You got to introduce the guests. You got to uh, explain the rules. Da 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 da. Toward the end, you saw more. Of her personality. Dawn, do you remember watching this show? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I used to watch it. Um, it. It wasn't on. It was only whenever I would go to my grandma's house. But boy, I would just sit there and watch it. Because they would do reruns. And then they would play Joker's Wild. So it was like, I would sit there and watch four hours of like Joker's Wild and Pressure Luck. I love that little guy. It's like the Noid from <laughs> Domino's. That little whammy guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the guy that... It's just like it's just like a little cartoon guy, the whammy, the no whammies guy. I think. Am I right about that? I think. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think you'll like it, Lex. I do. So give it a try. And then tonight, everybody, the whole game show block premieres on ABC. It is six ten. Lexa Lou, why are we loving Lisa Renna? Now I know why I love I love Renna on Housewives. Yeah, you've always but loved her on the I show. Vote. Like, look, she is a troublemaker. She's a pot stirrer sometimes. But she knows what uh, she's doing, though. I enjoy her. I want if I ever I would want to give her a hug. I, I thoroughly enjoy the runner, but we're loving her a lot today. Yeah. Well, and geez, since you've been keeping up, yeah. her daughter, Amelia, has an eating disorder. And I think that they they're pretty open about talking about it on the show. Am I right? Yes. OK, so um, so on Instagram, her uh, her daughter is also very open about talking about it. On her Instagram, and of course, Lisa is as well. Well, of course, you know, there's trolls, there's body shamers on Instagram, and she's not letting them get her down. Good. Because uh, there's just, there's just been some responses to, you know, a picture of her daughter looking beautiful, and someone put on a picture of Lisa looking awesome in a bathing suit, this woman said, this makes me wonder if this is how your daughter started her eating disorder with seeing mom this weight and thinking that this is normal. B- basically blaming Lisa for her daughter's eating disorder. Now, Lisa responded, you are body shaming me. You are the problem. I was just like, uh-huh. yes, Lisa. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're the one. Yes. It's, it's things like this that cause people. You know, just social media pressures and all of that. It's, and I'm sure Lisa already blames herself in so many ways. We don't. She does not need a stranger. Yeah. No. To point that out to her I, yeah. too. You know, you know she's can, helping her daughter best she can and doing what she can. My apologies. No, I no. Go ahead. On there, Lex. I totally agree with you. My feeling is too. Look, I know the argument, and I've used it in defense of some stars. Hey, mm-hmm. you put yourself out there. You're going to get criticized. However, I think there is a small asterisk to this. I just think as human beings, as compassionate, I think there should be a compassionate exception. And that is, you don't criticize several things. I don't think you should talk about somebody's daughter's body issues. 
I think that should be kind of off limits. Just just as a compassionate person, I don't think you should criticize how someone grieves. I, I've always hated that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Grieving is very tricky and it's different for everyone. You may cry a lot, but this person may handle it differently. And in private, I call it the Brie Vandy camp. Uh, yeah. So I just think there are just some things you, that are off limits. And I don't care if social media gives you the access and the ability to comment on that stuff. I don't think you should. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should, no matter how much Lisa puts herself out there. Just as just polite people, you know? Right. You know what and I mean? It, absolutely. Yeah. And that Amelia, by being outspoken about this and her mom as well, think about how many people they're helping. Yes. By saying, oh, my daughter has the same issue or I have the same issue or it, just knowing, you know, someone on The Real Housewives isn't just this perfect person all the time. Yeah, I, I enjoy her. I, 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 Rena is one of my favorites. So we love you. We mm-hmm. love We love you, Rena. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we are also loving John Stewart. You'll see why when we return. We do sometimes when necessary, and this is one of those days because I think uh, you won't be able to get out of your car, Mm -hmm. even if you've heard this already. Uh, The CNN link alone has had almost 2 million views. Jon Stewart um, standing up at a House Judiciary Committee meeting over the reauthorization of the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund. You don't need to know anything about politics to think to yourself, well, of course, why Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be immediately signed? You know what I mean? I don't you don't even need to know any details about the fund. You hear 9-11 victim compensation fund. Well, you're going to sign it, right? Well, (laughs) uh, the committee, uh, uh, the chamber was half filled. Uh, uh, many All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find Find it on UAPpodcast.com. Lawmakers on the Judiciary Committee didn't even bother to show up. And here's mm. John Stewart. We're going to play right this to al- almost in its entirety, a short of three minutes or so. Uh, as I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one 
It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves, for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. We don't want to be here. Lou doesn't want to be here. None of these people want to be here. But they are, and they're not here for themselves. They're here to continue fighting for what's right. Lou's going to go back for his 69th chemo. The great Ray Pfeiffer would come down here, his body riddled with cancer and pain, where he couldn't walk. And the disrespect shown to him and to the other lobbyists on this bill is utterly unacceptable. You know, I used to get, I, I, would, I would be so angry at the latest injustice that's done to these men and women. And, uh, uh, you know, another business card thrown our way uh, as a way of, of shooing us away. Like children, trick-or-treating, rather than the heroes that they are and will always be. Ray would say, calm down, Johnny, calm down. I got all the cards I need. And he would tap his pocket. Where he kept the prayer cards. 343 firefighters. The official FDNY response time to 9-11 was five seconds. Mm. Five seconds. That's how long it took for FDNY, for NYPD, for Port Authority, for EMS, to respond to an urgent need from the public. Five seconds. Hundreds died in an instant. Thousands more poured in to continue to fight for their brothers and sisters. The breathing problem started almost immediately, and they were told they weren't sick, they were crazy. And then, as the illnesses got worse and things became more apparent, well, okay, you're sick, but it's not from the pile. And then, when the science became irrefutable, okay, it's the pile. But this is a New York issue. I don't know if we have the money. And I'm sorry if I sound angry and undiplomatic, but I'm angry, and you should be too, and they're all angry as well. Al-Qaeda didn't shout death to Tribeca. They attacked America and these men and women and their response to it is what brought our country back. 
It's what gave a reeling nation a solid foundation to stand back upon, to remind us of why this country is great, of why this country is worth fighting for, and you are ignoring them. And you can end it tomorrow. Why this bill isn't unanimous consent and a standalone issue is beyond my comprehension. And I have yet to hear a reasonable explanation for why. It'll get stuck in some transportation bill or some appropriations bill and get sent over to the Senate where a certain someone from the Senate will use it as a political football to get themselves maybe another new import tax on petroleum. Because that's what happened to us in 2015. Who will not let it happen. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Here it comes from the B. Arthur studio in the Twin Cities, radio's most exciting four minutes of fantastic prizes. It's crap in 1988. Price is right. <laughs> Alexis Thompson, come on down. Don McLean, come on down. I'm ready. You are the two contestants on. Crap in 88. Price is right. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Jason Matheson. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Crap in 88, Price is Right. The only show in America where, by correctly identifying the average price of crap in 1988, <laughs> you will go home with a fabulous showcase of prize. Actually, just actually, you just get one prize. <laughs> Lunch with me at the end of the month. That's right. Let's meet our contestants. You just heard her name. She's a fantastic radio host and a nude pianist, p- pianist ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Alexis Thompson. Check out my keys. I got some sharps and flats. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow, that that happened. Okay. That that happened. Uh, and she is a radio producer and a convict. Ladies and gentlemen, Don McLean, everybody. I'll cut you. I will cut you. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> well, here's how we're going to play. I'm looking at several items uh, from 1988, and you must give me the national average according to our friends at the New York Times. If you come closest to the actual retail price or the average price of that item, you will get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of this game Mm -hmm. will get a notch on the board. Whoever, and right now, uh, Dawn is leading three to two this month. Three to two. Mm -hmm. That's right. And whoever gets uh, whoever wins the most prices right games that we play at six thirty every day at the end of the month will get lunch with me, everybody. Ooh. Lunch with mm. me. That's right. <laughs> Ladies, are you ready to go? Oh yeah. Are you ready to play crap in eighty eight prices right? We are. Let's do this. Here's the first item up for bid on crap in eighty eight prices right. <laughs> 
It's a wedding. That's right. True love may be free, but weddings can be costly. Even in 1988, the average cost of a wedding in 2017 is $25,764. But how much are those flowers and dances and dresses and shoes? Oh, my. In 1988? Well, it can be yours if your price is right. That's right. So how much is a wedding, the average cost of a wedding in 1988? Uh, As always, we start alphabetically. I will begin with Alexis. Alexis, may I have your bid for the average cost, according to the New York Times, of a wedding in 1988. And this is a formal and traditional style wedding, I should tell you. Formal and traditional. Okay, so equivalent to a $25 thousand dollar wedding last year yeah well that's a formal wedding a formal wedding as of 2017 is twenty five thousand seven hundred and sixty four dollars okay what is the cost of a formal traditional wedding in 1988 i'm gonna go with forty five hundred dollars forty five hundred dollars on a clean bid there dawn the mclean i'm gonna say it's a little bit more i'm gonna say my initial response was like 16000 so I'm going to go lower. Um, I'll say $6,000. $6,000. The actual average price for a wedding in 1988 is $10,379. Wow. And Dawn gets a point on the board. There we go. Woo-hoo. Wow. Yeah, for a traditional style formal wedding. Uh, with uh, not a buffet, but you got a, a, ter- a table service, the whole shebang, $10,379. Wow. Two and a half times, just 30 years later. Isn't that scary? Wow. It's frightening. Yeah. Uh, if you're ready, we're ready. Here's the next item up for bid on Crap in 88 Price is Right. It's a pound of bacon. That's right. <laughs> The reason everybody loves bacon, even in 1988, the recent cost of an average pound of bacon is $5.25. But how much is a pound of delicious crispy bacon in 1988? If you can figure that out and come up with the average price, this item will be yours if... You're right. There we go. Okay, so we're doing the price of bacon. The average price of bacon in 1988. Mm. So uh, this time we're going to go to Dawn McLean. Yes. You get the first crack at this. How much in 1988 is an average pound of bacon? I'm going to say $1.29, Jason. $1.29? Oh, man. Okay. I was thinking really close to that, Don. Uh-oh. Well, use your strategy, Lex. I know. I'm, saying, I'm wondering if it's going to be, maybe it's a little more okay. or is it less? 130. 130. Oh! She's, she's <laughs> I mean, I can't She is cutthroat. There's cut no throat. way. Well, unless someone's exactly unless right. we're both grossly over. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you don't hear that buzzer, do you? No. Oh, no. no. The actual retail price for a pound of bacon in 1988 is $1.90. Alexis gets it. $1.90. Right. 
90. That is, by the way, if you're doing the math at home, a 113% increase. Of course. Isn't that crazy? Wow. We are now tied here on uh, Crap in 88, Price is Right. We play this uh, a price and, price and game every day now at 630. It's a, kind of like what Colleen and Bradley does uh, with a pop quiz. Alexis and Dawn are vying for the most wins in a month. Whoever gets the most wins at this game will get a free lunch with me. Mm. Uh, if you're ready, I'm ready. Here's the next item up for bid on Crap and 88, Price is Right. All right. <laughs> Everyone loves going to the movie to see Coming to America, Big, Bull Durham, and Die Hard. But how much was an average ticket? That's right. Oh, no. The national average right now is $9.27, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com. But how much would a ticket to Die Hard cost you in 1988? This can be yours if your average price is right. Okay. How much is an average movie ticket, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com, in 1988? Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Coming to America, is some of the movies you would have enjoyed in 1988. We return to Alexis. Again, we are tied at one apiece. Uh, Alexis, For one what ticket, do you think? I'm thinking 375 375 Ooh. Don uh, McLean. I remember going to see Top Gun uh, in California, and it was like a huge IMAX screen, and I was horrified that the price of the movie ticket was $9. So oh. that was like a premium price in California. So I'm think, thinking Middle America was $4.50, Jason. $4. I like all. That was a lot of rationalizing <laughs> right there. That is fantastic. <laughs> The actual retail price, average price of a movie ticket in 1988 is $4.11. <gasps> Alexis gets it, everybody. That's right. oh, I should have been meaner. Now, I will tell you, this is, <laughs> I will tell you, this is the first time, and I have all the sheets in front of me, mm-hmm. this is the first time that Alexis has led at this point in Prices Right. <laughs> yeah. That's Underdog, right. <laughs> normally. Uh, Dawn, you have to get this next one right. <gasps> oh my uh, God, I don't even know what a- it feels like to be almost losing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have to get this one right, uh, mm-hmm. or Alexis takes it. Okay, so here we okay, go. Okay. Here's the next item up for bid on Crap in 88, Price is Right. Okay. <laughs> People drove a lot in 1988, but how much did it cost to drive? Well, depends on how much the average price of a gallon of gas was. Uh-huh. It was four eleven in 2008 <laughs> during the summer. But what is it? In 1988, oh. the game could be yours if your average price is right. There we go. Okay. 30 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, the average price of a gallon of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I believe it's around 286 here. But what was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it 30 years ago? We go back, I believe, to Alexis, right? Uh, Don. No, it's Don. We Don. That's yep. right. Yeah, Don. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to say um, 79 cents, Jason. 79 cents. <laughs> I think cents. that's very low, but. Alexis? 
I was thinking you closer to a it. dollar. You could take it right here, Lex. It's all, it's, this is yours. The fruit is there. This yes. is yours. If you get this, the game is yours. And you have tied up the month if you get Ooh. this. No pressure. Dawn, Dawn bet 79 cents in 1988. Okay, I'll say 80 cents. 80 cents. <laughs> she is a sharpshooter today. <laughs> the actual retail price of a gallon of gas in 1988 is 96 cents. Oh, Alexis gets what? it. And Alexis wins the game, everybody. Oh, right. That's right. And that means she has a point on the board, which also means Dawn and Alexis are tied for the month for the free lunch. All right. Oh. Let's make this interesting. Thanks. Thanks for watching. And don't forget, have your pet. And your program director, spayed and neutered. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on Price is Right. 642, my dear friends. Hey, don't miss uh, the summer online auction and the chance to save up to 70% off on a variety of items. The bidding runs one week only, June 14th to the 20th. Get deals on vouchers for countertops with installation from Stone Source, AC systems from Apollo Heating and Air, Sea Life annual passes, RV rentals, teeth whitening, and much more. Preview items up for bid right now at mytalk1071.com keyword auction. It is 642. When we come back, everybody, Alexis has a Russian doll news if you love that show. Uh, but she's a little scared. She'll tell you why when we return. And now, a really ridiculous and most likely offensive moment from Pat Robertson. Males have a tendency to... Uh, uh, wander a little bit. This has been a really ridiculous and offensive moment from Pat Robertson. Wow, that was uh-huh. that was very what? insightful, Pat Robertson. <laughs> very, very insightful. Kissing cousin, hey, hey. Okay, Pat, thank you very much. Uh-huh, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Everything entertainment. Everything whip, whip, whip. Whip crack. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Thought we were having another thesaurus moment there. No, no, no. Thesaurus. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So content. We had nice a, hump day. Oh, by the way, I, before we continue, uh, Lex has some news about a Netflix show. Yeah. That I know y'all love. But we received a really nice uh, little comment yesterday, and I want to give a shout-out. We have celebrated this place before. Lex has named this an AbFab, as have I, uh, and that is Lush. Lori and Julia were there yesterday. You just heard the commercial broadcasting for Food for Families. I went down there. Oh, you you made it out there? Awesome. Yeah, Tuesdays is my girls' night when I go out with uh, my my besties, uh, Jen, and then my uh, fancy-named friend, Lisa. La Corsier. And uh, so we decided just to make it at Lush again, which <laughs> it's funny. Every girl's night somehow, some way ends up at Lush or we start at Lush. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we decided just to stay there. We were just going to start and support Lori and Julia. But then we're like, well, let's just eat here. It's Taco Tuesday. Anyway, so the owner of Lush is a, a, a delightful human being named Ken. Ken Darling. Um, I talk about him Sometimes because he's the guy that I reference that I love his Facebook posts. Yes. He's insightful, uh, especially with politics. He used to work in politics uh, years ago. Um, and he's just, I, I, I like his mind and I like his thinking and he's insightful. And he's, uh, anyway, well, Ken 
Ken's kind of an NPR kind of guy because he's smart and he's intelligent and he likes uh, he likes deep conversations. Well, I saw Ken yesterday at... Uh, <laughs> I like how you're like, and that's not us at all. <laughs> that's not our program at all. Um, so I saw Ken yesterday and with Lori and Julia, who, by the way, did a fantastic job yesterday at the live broadcast. Well, I bet Congratulations. it was fun. Was it packed? It was very busy. Oh, yeah, fun. it was very busy. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we were laughing that probably 2% of the people in there probably had no idea it was a gay bar, which amused me endlessly. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just like, I bet he doesn't know. I bet she doesn't know. It was fabulous. Anyway, so uh, so Ken came up and, and hugged. and So then listen to this. Ken drove home, and when he got home, he wrote the following post on his Facebook page. Ken writes, I'm never early up early enough in the morning uh, to hear it live, but driving home from Lush tonight, I happen to hear a repeat of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, and I loved it. Hilarious. The bits about what to not not to do at a wedding and how to paint one's body naughty bits for pride had me laughing so hard I had to pull over. Aww. Jeez, maybe I'm not so NPR after all. How nice is that? Oh, that's very sweet. Ken, thank you very much. Coming, I, I, I again, I, uh, I, I admire him. I like him. I enjoy him. And uh, get a compliment like that uh, for our broadcast means a great deal. So <laughs> thank you, Ken. And we're glad that you liked the show. So yeah, that's we, awesome. Yeah, Give we can't big always hug it when I see him again. Yes, good guy. Uh, Six uh, fifty-one. A lot of you watched. Uh, I was going to say Red Sonia. That was a movie from the 80s. But anyway, a lot of you watched. Is that a quality movie? No, I like the Dawn, name. you remember Red yeah. Sonia, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, completely different than this. Oh, completely oh, different. Don't watch it. Russian Doll. Yes. Uh, Lex, what's the news here? Okay, I loved Russian Doll. It was eight episodes, 30 minutes each episode. I felt that the story was perfect in it, that it ended just in a great way. And I thought it was one and done. Well, news yesterday came out that season two, they've been renewed for a season two. And then as I was reading even more about it, so um, Natasha Leone, who is in, well, she's in a lot of stuff, but if you're an Orange is the New Black fan, she's in that. Um, and uh, she is one of the producers, also Amy Poehler, and another woman, Leslie Headland. So all three of them, they're creators, they wrote it, and... I didn't realize that they actually sold Netflix a three-season arc. Oh. So I guess they were expecting this. But as a viewer of the first season, I thought it was brilliant the way that they the, it moved along and it seemed to have a clear button at the end. Uh, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And right. uh, so it's it's really funny how it always starts in the same place, which, which is usually in the bathroom. And then you find out a whole bunch of well, it's it's a wild, weird, cool show. And Natasha on her Instagram, she made this really cute post. She had the theme song playing and then she was spinning in a circle. And then you see that she's in the bathroom. She turns the sink on just like she, she would in the show. And she says, season two coming. And. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm a little scared because I thought the first season was so brilliant. It was just perfect. Yeah. And I'm wondering, where are they going to go? Now, the only indication that they've said anything about season two is that it's going to be the same, but weirder. And it's already a weird show. <laughs> so yeah. I just hope it doesn't go down the same route as... Ooh. 
Mr. Robot. Oh, Remember that right, second Lex? season? Yes, the horrible. F- the first season was so good. I mean, I was fully in. And then the second season and beyond, it just... Oh, wah, it wah. lost me. It lost me, Lex. I and never came back to Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. No, same. I, I, I tried multiple times, even with the uh, the seasons after. But I just wonder if, uh, you know, sometimes you want to leave people wanting more. Yes. And, and again, Lex, how, fall to how many times mm-hmm. have we bemoaned the sophomore curse? Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, it, too it, many it, shows. It's it's affected. Suffer. It's It's like a... It's like herpes. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the herpes of TV shows. It yeah. just, it, it's, it's hard. Spread. It's it just it spreads less quickly. You got to use ways. cream, and it's just very difficult. Right now, we yeah. could be eating crow, but that was my first thought. I'm a little scared. I was scared uh, about Big Little Lies coming back. Well, yes, but that first As episode. We all, yeah, we all were. But my yeah. goodness, good point, Don. Yeah, but oh, that's fantastic. Especially if they knew going in that it was a three, maybe just out of a safety sake, they uh, wrapped it up at the end of the first season in case they weren't going to renew it. But if they they from the beginning knew where it was going. That's good. And they've been thoughtful about it. It wasn't just like, oh, by the way, this was great. Let's keep doing this. Lex, do you think I would like... Russian doll? Russian, Red Sonia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think you should you give do? it a three-taste try. Okay. It is bizarre because for a long time, you don't know. It's okay. I'm going to liken it to Westworld. That first season. Remember how oh, confused really? we were? It, just in the confusion factor. Oh, okay. But you're still compelled to keep going because you're like, what is happening here? Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to have the same feeling about Russian Doll. They okay. don't lay it out straight for you. But they yeah. wrap it up in a nice way in the end, and it all makes sense. But okay. leading up to the last maybe two episodes, you're like, what is happening? Why is okay. this happening? I, I, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, I'm see what you think. Netflix. And it's My only time. it's eight episodes, 30 minutes each. So oh, it's a quick one. 30 minutes Rush, each. Yep. Russian doll Netflix, everybody, if you just clicked over. Hey, Food for Families going on, presented by CoburnsDelivers.com and Green Mill Restaurant. Bring a donation to Donna and Steve at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater uh, Tuesday from 9 to noon. We're going to take a break. Dawn has maybe bad news for iPhone users. I don't know. Mm. When we come back.